0: adventure or send her as asavior or. I think Demented love the punishmentisher can't be sure. but one thing I do know is that the mission here to force to make it laugh so long that you'll be pissing on and get you thrown.
1: Hello and welcome to I a talking a cast the a Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. I'm your host today, Josh, and with me are Martin Hi, and Gigi, Hello, and we're going to talk about Minute 26 of A Talking Cat. So, obviously not a lot happens uh, in this minute. I'll go through kind of a synopsis really quick mm. of uh, Minute 26, and then we can just kind of go from there. Basically, prior to this, the cat, Duffy, has revealed himself to Tina and spoken to her, and she's gotten all freaked out and run outside, and that's where our minute begins, and... And uh, she sort of has been yelling at Trent, who's been working on that fence forever. And, you know, he he responds that he didn't do anything. And she sort of runs off and, and then um, runs into her mother and who asks her what's going on. And she keeps looking for the cat. And her mom says that, you know, he left when you started yelling and asking her again what's going on. And, and she very cryptically says, ask my brother. And, I mean, that scene was very weird. Like, she she didn't let on... Obviously, the before this minute begins, she sort of comes out and yells at Trent about how terrible that joke is. But and he, of course, doesn't know what's going on at all. Yeah. And obviously, we don't want to spend too much time on you know what they talked about on the last episode, which is kind of her her reaction to what the cat did. But I mean, going back to that for just a second, what did she think that he did? I mean, obviously, he's working on that fence. And if she doesn't, if she obviously, as we've seen throughout the movie, doesn't think very highly of her brother. So how would she expect that he somehow made a cat talk? Well, I don't
2: know. Puppets? <laughs> I don't know. I was just going to say, I don't know. She she sure seemed, I don't know, in the, men, in the moment, she sure didn't seem that surprised, really, that the cat was talking. She was, oh, yeah, you're the talking cat. Yeah, whatever. And, yeah, I don't know. She just, people seem to take this cat talking in stride a lot more than i would i guess (laughs) right and then of course mom seems to be angry that this stray cat has wandered in and now that her daughter has chased it away you know it's like
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah she's like he left when you started yelling and slamming doors like you know she's sort of she's sort of almost mad at tina like oh you made the cat leave this cat that i haven't seen except for like 10 seconds now (laughs) So I mean you know very very odd very odd uh sequence and and then you know she goes to her she goes to her bedroom with her laptop and talking to no one you know is like "Ah whatever trent <laughs> and so then she opens her laptop, starts typing, and starts reading, which we then see and this I love anytime there's bad web design in a movie it's it's such a great thing because. I mean, this whole movie is pretty inept overall. I don't know what you're talking about. Bad web design.
3: <laughs> it's it's. I mean, <laughs> haven't, haven't it, you <laughs> been? Haven't you been to one of those um, tech news sites that have all their articles in um, all caps, copperplate,
1: bold? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> those are the best like, kind. Like it, it looks like someone went into. Microsoft Word and laid this web page out. But they didn't lay out a web page, they just designed something that they thought would be visually striking and then saved it as an image and then just put it on like just had her view that on her on her laptop as she was as she was going and she takes so long to read that relatively short <laughs> little bit of information.
2: My favorite thing about the whole website was it's in the headline it says sold to Globe Tech, but in the first sentence it says Global Tech. They can't even keep the name the same.
1: In like three lines down, there's yeah, there's no consistency, obviously. But he, uh, his that picture they use of Phil is just terrible. And I mean how did co- I mean how did codemonkeytimes.com get this exclusive report I mean the uh, the photo they use on the
3: website uh quote unquote is weird not not just in that it is a bad photo but also in that it looks as though um it's cut out of a larger photo so um it looks a lot like they cut someone off just to the left of him or a- <laughs> and Tina has this look of concentration on her face as she uh, reads the website <laughs> and there's this music in the background did you pay attention to the music it's like um the scene in a uh, detective story in a tv in a made for tv <laughs> mystery when the when 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 she makes a discovery it's like she's reading it and uh global tech this is the clue magnolia group retirement T-
1: tina <laughs> tina is in a cyber thriller that that's taking place at the same time as this movie. Yeah.
2: One of my favorite things is when she just when she first flips the laptop open and she's laying there typing, typing, typing like a big old hacker, the camera starts pushing in towards her. And then I think <laughs> the cameraman like gets his foot caught on something and the camera kind of jerks and then goes in a little
1: more. <laughs> Nobody in this, this movie is a phenomenal actor by any means, but I have to give Tina credit because she has the most expressive face because just like earlier in the minute when she's kind of just huffing while Trent's saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then when she's obviously reading, she's the, the like Martin said, the, the look of concentration that she has, that's it's just so intense. And like, I think that if she were in a silent film, you might be able to um uh, you might be okay with her performance because she's not speaking and she's not uh, having to emote in any way she's just having to like look concerned or scared or or frightened in some way, and and uh, I think she would do really well.
2: Yeah, I could buy that.
1: So uh, this pretty much brings us, like I said, not a mo- not a lot happens in this minute, but that pretty much brings us to the end of our minute, and uh, we'll go ahead.
3: Um, well, I just uh, I, I have uh, one or two uh, stray observations. Oh, yeah, of course, please. Like um, well, the first thing um, I noticed in the kitchen, The mother seems to be uh, finally getting started on those, uh, cheese puffs starting to prepare them. And it looks as though she is cutting the world's smallest piece of cheese on a cutting board. (laughs) I don't know if you guys noticed that, but she, uh, she's, she's just, uh, standing, uh, over this cutting board and she has some tiny yellow object in her hands. And, uh, Apparently she's doing cheese puffs for a whole um, party. Really minuscule work.
1: I, I talked about that in one of my other, in one of my other minutes. That you know, it seemed like for the amount of food that she has to make, there, it just doesn't seem like she's in the right space for it. And it also doesn't seem like she's putting a lot of effort <laughs> into it. Like, I mean, there's yeah. like that seems like she's making. Is she making each cheese puff mm-hmm. individually? they're artisanal (laughs) yeah exactly
3: small batch uh (laughs) cheese puffs
1: (laughs) Uh, it takes her you know five or six hours to make you know a dozen so yeah uh you guys have anything else that you'd like to add about this minute otherwise i i think we've we've kind of covered it although I, i mean i think once this podcast is over i think we should take this movie second by second (laughs) <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and do and do an episode because I think like within each second of this movie, there's probably something. Like just now, I'm lo- I'm looking at it, and her room when she goes to her room to to sit on her bed and look at her laptop, like her walls are completely barren. Mm like there's nothing there. I mean, she's supposed to be a teenage girl who, you know, is is trying to prep to go for college. There's no pictures, there's no posters, there's no there's not even a bookshelf in what we see of her room. So it's it's just very very strange and barren, and it kind of fits, I guess, the overall vibe of this whole movie, where it just seems like they sort of had a place for a day and and filmed there. Don't forget, she's also a
3: um, laser focused computer genius, so um, <laughs> she lives in <laughs> yeah. a space with no distractions. <laughs> That's very true. It's, I I
2: bet. That the I don't know I'm just betting that her bedroom and the kitchen aren't even in the same building or even, they're miles away. Probably. I mean they don't look anything alike. No, you, know, you, you talk about her bedroom being barren. The kitchen is you know totally crammed full of stuff.
1: That is true. Like I I imagine that you know more than likely because they they had the big mansion to shoot most of the sequences that her bedroom is probably
2: in the porn mansion
1: because because. The The walls are different, and, and it seems, mm. the room seems, even though we only get, like, a very small slice of it, it seems way bigger than the house that it's supposed to be in. Like, they live in the House of Leaves house or something, <laughs> and everything inside is much larger than the house appears from the outside. Well, if you guys don't have anything else... Yeah, I have one more thing. Um, One more thing oh, please, I noticed...
3: Definitely. Um which um which is an observation that kind of goes for the whole movie you see um Tina coming into her room and um you can see that she's wearing um like a dress that would potentially show a lot of leg and um a little bit of <laughs> cleavage and we have uh, uh frequently commented upon the um overall sleazy feel of the movie <laughs> um given all of this there is a um almost complete absence of what you would call the male gaze what you should call the uh straight male gaze um if you look at the female characters um one of whom is a former porn star uh <laughs> there's no um lingering shots of like um butts or cleavage. There's no uh <laughs> none none of those um well, none of the male gazy stuff that you would expect in a situation like this. And um I don't know if I find it refreshing or um disappointing. Um not as much disappointing, I'll be honest, but uh <laughs> certainly remarkable. Like you have these young attractive women and um a movie that feels like a soft porn movie, kind of.
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, with the director being known for, you know, some other work, obviously, yeah. you know, using a pseudonym sure. in this one. But but I, I guess, you know, with him using the pseudonym in an attempt to distance himself from that work so that he can make this, which ostensibly is kind of a family movie. I mean, as bad as it is, it is, it's aiming at a younger audience, a crowd of... You know kids who would be entertained by seeing oh, them yeah, talk. Oh, yeah, and also not uh, you know obviously not um worry about the terrible story structure or the nonsensical plot you know and and I think that's pretty much that kind of goes for I think everything else that he's directed under the was it mary Crawford pseudonym mm. so i you know i I don't know i mean maybe maybe that wasn't even in his mind you know obviously he was he 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 was able to. Change his mindset based on what pseudonym he 's working under
2: i 'll just counter there well yeah, please <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say this sig has totally got the male gaze going, except <laughs> i mean everybody knows the director's gay, i mean yeah. that 's not a secret. If I don't know if he's the guy shooting the camera, but he doesn't care about the ladies there. It's all about the two guys for him. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, just yeah, just skip ahead to the, the swimming scene, and you're gonna
3: exactly
1: <laughs> that's Very true. Very true. The male gaze is is directed at a in a different direction than what we might traditionally expect it to be directed. Yeah, the
3: scene with the two guys that that has the um, objectifying gaze in spades. Um, whereas if you watch uh, even most children's movies, even movies. Made, Made by women uh, in a uh, conventional fashion, y- you have that gaze, and um, in in this movie, the uh, camera seems almost uninterested in uh, all those uh, female bodies, which is unexpected and um, certainly adds to the movie's unique quality. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I would, I would agree.
2: Oh, I got one thing I just happened to think of. I did notice <laughs> uh, regarding their uh, their stupid fake website. Mm. I thought it was a nice touch that, well, first off, they broke the, uh, you know, they got two s- serif fonts going, but they're also <laughs> both in, like, your default Microsoft bundle. They're, like, within the top five that will show up for you. So yes. th- not even caring enough to scroll down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Well, the, I mean, the site, the site itself is just, I mean, it's a pretty amazing looking piece of, uh, mess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't even think of a, a good word for that, but just, uh, man, I, I, I love bad websites in bad movies and this is one of the best bad ones that I've seen in a while. So I think this does bring us to the end of our minute. Okay. Thanks for listening to a talking cast, the A talking cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. I've been your host Josh along with Martin and Gigi. Thanks very much for joining me guys. Thank you. Thank you. Please remember to check us out on SoundCloud slash A-talking dash cast on Twitter at a talking cast. On Facebook at Facebook slash a talking cast and check us out on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to us on there too, please, and leave us a nice review if you would. Even if you don't like us, say you like this. Yes, exactly. Thanks for listening, guys, and tune in next time. Bye. Minute by minute. That's
3: what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with
1: them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin.
0: That was episode 27 of A Talking Cat, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your host was Josh Hollis with guest host Martin Sand and Gigi Launchpad. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A talking cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. Rest in peace, Abby Randazzo.